All right, good morning and welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Morgan. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, and uh, yesterday the Nasdaq had an impressive 3% rally, and now, right now investors are focused on earnings. Yesterday after the bell, Netflix and United Airlines reported earnings. So how are the markets reacting to these earnings? So we will talk to you about what to expect, and we show you how we are trading these crazy markets. By the way, if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hotcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge. And uh, well, we're real traders uh, who trade our live accounts right here so that you know what's going on. And uh, we have a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. No. <laughs> Fascinating world of trading. Well, interesting world of trading, let's say, because the markets are <laughs> definitely interesting, right? I mean, we we just the markets are all over the place. It started last Thursday, basically. Yeah, I mean, just up, down, up, up, but pulling back from the the open yesterday, just a solid gap higher, and then um, that attempted gap fill. So definitely. Uh, you know, reducing those gains yesterday. But Marcus, I have a question. Yes. Yesterday, was your prediction right? Or was my prediction right? Or were we both right? I think we were both right. Because my prediction was that we definitely had positive. And I can't remember yeah. what prediction you had. Well, I said that we were going to be uh, about 50% between the open and um, Monday's close. And I guess you were right. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. I think we were both right. That's why we didn't take a bet against each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we both essentially came to the same conclusion. But, you know, interesting day to day, just kind of uh, all over the place. Yeah, because if you look at the economic calendar, there's nothing going on on the economic calendar right now. Uh, we, we have the the federal, uh, the, the Fed's beige book coming out later today. That's basically their outlook on the economy. So, but, but it's here typically low impact on the markets because the, the bigger one are the Fed meeting minutes. And then of course the Fed meetings where they talk about uh, what they're gonna do with interest rates. But this could be interesting. So, I mean, in terms of economic reports, not much on the calendar. The big one right now, the focus is definitely on earnings. Absolutely. And, you know, it was interesting to see because we actually saw a rally uh, after the bell yesterday. So futures markets are open um, and uh, things were drifting higher. Uh, this seemed to be driven by by Netflix, Marcus. And so you had a uh, we could talk about that, but a nice spike. And then we pulled back during the European session, uh, drifted towards session lows and came off session lows at once the markets opened up, but mixed at this point or slightly lower. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, the big one was definitely <clears throat> Netflix. So not <laughs> okay. NFLX. That is the symbol. So I mean, everybody wanted to know what's happening with Netflix because Netflix got hammered over the past few earnings because they said, "Well, our so so subscriber growth is going down." And then yesterday, the good news that came out. Yeah, they they finally added more subscribers. So they added 2.41 million subscribers in the third uh, third quarter, uh, expanding uh, in every uh, category, and they much better than what was expected. 
Yeah, and they also yesterday said, you know what? Forget all this stuff about subscriber growth. That has been our model thus far, but now we have a new key metric and the new key metric will be revenue and ultimately profits. And this is where they also said uh, that they will begin to crack down on password sharing next year. So what this means is that probably the subscriber growth might not go. And I saw that they offer an option that you can add some money uh, to your subscription so that you can add family members. I, I think that's pretty smart. Yeah, and honestly, it's something they should have done a long time ago. I, we've all benefited from them not doing it. And I think that was strategic to try and just get people uh, used to Netflix. And now that it's a household name, uh, it, it's better if uh, they can uh, limit uh, the access to one account since it's so cheap. Yeah. And I mean, Netflix today up, up and away. I mean, gapped higher and right now just running away. Uh, up 15%. Uh, and since we, when we look at the overall market, where the S&P right now is down, diddling along half a percent, the Nasdaq is down half a percent. I mean, that's a huge move for Netflix here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they said they expect to add 4.5 million subscribers in the fourth quarter, which would be double, uh, essentially, what they added this last quarter. And the co-CEO, Reed Hastings, said, said that he believes that the worst is over. Well, we shall see. Talking about the worst is over, United Airlines also reported earnings after the bell yesterday. And uh, I mean, they did pretty good. Yeah, not too shabby. They uh, beat on uh, earnings uh, and also revenue um, with an upbeat guidance. Uh, so not too bad. They said that their total revenue per available seat mile was up 25.5%, which is comparable to the same period in 2019. So getting back to 2019 levels, pre-pandemic levels is a big win for the airlines. Well, and, and again, airlines uh, as crude oil prices were moving higher uh, in the beginning of the year, um, right after the war started uh, in Ukraine. This is when airlines raised their ticket prices. And uh, even though oil prices have come significantly down, ticket prices are not, they are still very, very high. And this is where we had uh, what a couple of days ago, Delta reported uh, Delta reported earnings. They already said, well, it's going uh, better than we expected. United and then American Airlines, I believe, is uh, reporting earnings. When is it? Today after the bell? Uh, on the 20th. Tomorrow. So tomorrow after the bell. So, I mean, earnings good, and yet the markets are just uh, diddling along. So what's happening? Why are the markets not happier based on these earnings? I think it's more of a pause than anything. Um, just, you know, the initial reaction to last week's CPI data going into earnings. Uh, I mean, we're, we're up off of the lows, um, especially if you look at where we opened up on Thursday morning. Um, so I think it's uh, just a little bit of a pause awaiting more earnings as we get a little deeper into earnings season with some big companies reporting. Yeah, so the big one today will be Tesla and IBM, both reporting after the earnings and they're heavyweights. IBM is a heavyweight in the yeah. Dow. Tesla is a heavyweight in the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq. And what traders are looking for is some guidance. Okay, how many shares does Elon Musk have to sell to go through with the Twitter deal? Because the deadline is coming up uh, at the end of the month. I believe it is October 28th. Yeah, Tesla flat today. It uh, looks like traders are just sitting tight waiting uh, for earnings. Uh, trading near some support levels. So 
Uh, we'll have to to see how Tesla reacts. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Well, and then also today, an important anniversary. Did you know? Do you know what anniversary is today? No. It is Black Monday, October 19th, 1987. This is when, in a single day, the Dow dropped 22.6%. I, I mean, this was the, the so-called Black Monday, and the anniversary is today. Well, look at that. Yeah. But you know, it, it's really interesting uh, because actually we are worse off this year than we were because after this this massive drop, uh, the S&P was only down 8% for the year. And right now the S&P is down, what, 22% for the year. So it's kind of a worse year than the year where the Dow dropped 22% on a single day. That's that's interesting. That's a, a definitely an interesting perspective to see where we where we're at. Hey, Marcus, uh, I read something that was interesting though. Uh, Bank of America's fund manager survey uh, found that investors have the largest pile of cash since April two thousand and one. Um, yeah. So this survey measures cash as a percentage of their portfolios, and it's at six point one percent, which is a twenty one year high. Um, I guess the long-term average is 4.8%, which is interesting um, that it's only 4.8%. I would have thought it was a little bit higher, um, but for funds, it's at 6.1%, which means there's money on the sidelines that at some point needs to go somewhere. So investors and portfolio managers definitely um, eyeing this, wondering, is, is this bottom, is this an opportunity? They have money to invest for sure. And that's where I believe that uh, as soon as they identify a bottom, we will see a very quick rally. Will it be a bear market rally or will it be the, the start of a bull market? We don't know. But I do believe that we can see something drastic like we had in July. And in July, markets were just uh, rallying here for a few yeah. weeks before then pulling back. All right. Let's take a look at some trades. Uh, let's see what is happening here uh, with our trades. Not a whole lot, right? I mean, Google, you sold uh, the 104. And yesterday, when we were opening way higher, it almost looked like, ugh, should you have waited? But then, I mean, with the pullback, I'm pretty sure that you're happy with uh, the 104. And you got assigned at 104. So this is a covered call against your existing position. Yeah, and I know yesterday that it's by tire after the open. And, you know, I talking with traders and also when we're working with our mastermind group, yes, I know it can be a little frustrating if you collect 55 cents and then, you know, five minutes later it's trading at 75. But this is why we have a plan. And this is why we have our line in the sand when we're using the calculator to determine what that 30% minimum is. So you, you could say that last week, maybe I was a little too discretionary going against my plan because I was too aggressive trying to sell calls. Um, but yesterday, uh, selling calls and getting that 30%, I think it was about 40%. I, I, I can't remember. But either way, that was fine for me. That's what I wanted. That met my rules and my standards. And if it takes off, great. I could always roll uh, at some point if I still want to own the stock. Yeah, and you see this where as traders, I think we have to get used to the fact that you're either entering too early or you're entering too late. Yeah. I mean, if you nail it every now and then, good for you. But most of the times you'll enter too early or too late. And this is why it's important that we have our calculator, that we have our parameters and know 
how much money uh, do we want to make? How much do we want to see annualized? And based on these criteria, we make a decision and hey, $55 per contract is not bad at all. Exactly. All right, uh, going down the list, NVIDIA, um, interesting days for NVIDIA. Uh, so today, actually positive, even though the NASDAQ is uh, is negative. So uh, this, this gives some hope for NVIDIA. I, I thought that I had some lines in there um, because I did lower my cost basis to 160.91. Originally, I got assigned at 195. Uh, then uh, at 120, I bought some more stocks. Uh, flew a rescue mission here, and right now uh, my cost basis at 160. If I break even at 147, I'll put the lines back on there. I really thought I did have that. Well, what do you know? <laughs> It'll pop up. Anyhow, nothing to do there right now. So I have to wait until we get closer to uh, the 140 level. Um, but hey, I, I, I take an update today for sure. Sure. Is AMD following, following suit here? Not really. Not really. AMD quiet today. Um, quiet. So Nvidia uh, outdoing AMD at least for now. Yeah. Uh, then also TPR uh, got assigned at uh, thirty-seven. Uh, TPR also a little bit all over the place here. I need to double check where my um, my break even is here on uh, TPR. So on TPR my break even is at thirty-three thirty-four. Okay. So we'll see how this goes, but uh, I, I can consider, uh, if we just zoom in a little bit again, I can consider uh, selling some calls once we go back up to 33 so that I'm selling calls between my break even and my cost basis, and then probably uh, rolling it up uh, until I'm at my cost basis. So this would be my plan here for TPR. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I actually had a call with a mastermind member and he was doing the same thing. So same assignment, but just a little more aggressive selling those calls uh, between 34, 35 when there's an opportunity to do so, um, bringing his break even down a little bit more. I know that you've waited and I think it was a, a good decision because you just never know. Um, but, right. but something to consider at this point. Yeah. So as we go back up to 33, I, I think that I'll sell the 34s and then uh, just manage it and uh, would roll the calls, calls up as far as possible. Uh, possibly to the 37 level if we go up there. Well, other than this, I, I didn't see anything super interesting on the scanner today. I see that a few more popped up. Uh, there was X and we, we have been talking about X a few times. I mean, that's not bad, but uh, we actually ran the comparison and we like uh, Nucor better than X. And they're both the same industry, yep. so very highly correlated. Uh, but but that's not a bad one if you really want to force a trade today. But I, I would rather wait for a really significant down day and not a diddling a long day. That, that's at least what we are waiting for. Yeah, I didn't see anything that just stood out as picture perfect. I have an open position. Uh, I didn't see anything earlier uh, during the week on Monday. Schwab seemed like that was decent because they missed on earnings and that trade's working out great. I think you had an opportunity to get out 90% today. Um, you know, that was one on the radar. Uh, yesterday, Suncor was on the radar. That's working out just fine if you took it. Although I preferred a slightly lower strike uh, compared to what was given. We've right. still had some some good opportunities if you're being picky and waiting for trades. And I think that's the key, right, uh, about being picking. Don't, don't force it, right? In order to make money with trading, two conditions have to be met. Number one, you have to be ready. And we're ready every day. We're trading with our masterminds every day. But number two, the markets have to be ready. And this is where 
often it's really, okay, you got to wait, you got to be patient for the great opportunities. Because when we see that the markets are really plummeting down, that is a great day to sell puts. And if the market's rallying, that's a great day to sell calls. And that's what we're waiting for. So markets like today, where we are just diddling along, you see if you're going back to a five-minute chart, not a whole lot going on. Even yesterday, I mean, this was great if you wanted to sell calls, but then for the rest of the day, not much going on here. Yep. Okay, anyhow, if you would like to know how exactly we trade these, what we are doing here is called the wheel strategy. And I'll link to a video right here. I'll explain the wheel strategy in less than 15 minutes. So actually three steps and uh, take a look at this. Uh, you're going to love it. So this way you have a better idea of what we are doing and you can follow us along as we are presenting our trades. Anyhow, see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.